Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. It is episode 17, season 2, Daily Intermission Podcast. I'm here with Nathan Brown. Nate, what's up, fella? I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? Ah, I'm good, man. I'm good. We uh, just finished an interview with Liam Moffat. He'll be joining us in quarter one. Nate. Yes, sir. Fresh off, uh, fresh off Beijing for his first Olympics, man. That yeah. was awesome. Yeah, it's definitely worth the listen. It's uh, it's a nice insider perspective on on the Olympics. So it's it's a great interview. Yeah, looking forward to listen to it myself, honestly. Yeah, absolute beauty, friend of the show. Uh, but uh, but the pregame show, Nate. We're gonna start things off talking a little crime show. I was yeah. watching uh, Catching Killers on Netflix. I've been kind of binging Netflix lately. It feels mm-hmm. as if that's uh, it's a pregame show theme of of late yeah. as of late. But uh, but it's funny. So I was I was binging some uh, some Catching Killers, and it's it's lunacy. It's it's the psychopaths that are that are going on in these episodes, and they're trying to catch these these serial murderers. And I'm trying to tell Nate about these stories, and he's just <laughs> reaming these guys off. He knows all them, and he hasn't seen the Netflix series. So there were some some serious red flags waving in terms of, of uh, you know, of a business partner knowing all these serial killers. Yeah, that is definitely, uh, I mean, I'd be worried just sitting next to me now. Yeah. But th- no, Greg was going on. What's about, that chainsaw in your bag for? Yeah. It's like, uh, <laughs> you just don't even uh, cut that camera. Uh, the, uh, he, no, he's going on about, uh, he's like, yeah, he would email them. Uh, he, would, he would email them out the, the news and like tell him he's going to kill him. I'm like, oh, BTK. He's like, yeah. I was like, oh, well, I probably should have maybe guessed a couple others before I got right to the point. But yeah. no, I've watched a lot of, uh, not even that I watched a lot. My parents used to watch it when I was a kid and they would like watch it in a separate, like in our basement, just so when we were younger, we wouldn't see it. And I remember walking into the room a few times, just seeing skulls and stuff. And I'd be like, I gotta get into that. No, <laughs> no, but uh, For sure. yeah, it's, I've seen a fair bit. Like, it's crazy how popular those types of shows are. Like think about how many crime investigation shows there are. Well, it's crazy. I always thought a funny, like, way to think about those two is like those people that produce those shows like they're kind of for the most part they're hoping people get murdered you know so they have content oh for sure for those documentaries but think about ncis there's about four of them yeah csi csi sorry yeah law and order uh criminal minds criminal like people man people like it is love that yeah it's a never-ending uh what was it on South Park? They made fun of it. They call it murder porn. Like everybody's parents would watch it and they'd be like, get the hell out of here. Like, anyway, South Park killed it on that. But That's yeah, there's hilarious. a lot of stuff. But I might check out that series too. I've been watching some roasts lately. Okay. Yeah. That's those are I always fun watching. to watch. Yeah. It's hilarious. Um, but uh, but yeah, you should check that out. Catching Killers on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, Nate, we're heading to Calgary in about two weeks time. Yeah. Uh, Battle of Alberta on the Monday. We got uh, Ovi into town playing Calgary. We don't have to worry about Ovi uh, catching COVID or Kuznetsov catching COVID because... Had it about nine times and they're immune by now. They have. Uh, Kuznetsov himself. I mean, that man has had it about 17 times. It's actually incredible. Uh, hopefully everybody's in. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I haven't caught a Caps game live since... Man, I want to say 2016. Okay. So I'm uh, I'm ready to I'm ready to rock. I'm re- also ready just to get mo- like move go somewhere. You know. Oh, I'm in the mood too, like, man. Holy smokes, dude! It's been like we were talking pre-recording. Like it's I haven't been on a plane since 2019. Yeah, I can't remember. I, I was trying to think the other day when was the last time I was on a plane, and, and uh, it was actually going up to uh, to Whistler to uh, to see my guy uh, Liam, who's on the show here in a, in a moment's time. But uh, but yeah, our last professional game was in 2019. Patriots Giants. I mean, it's just so fun to be at the sporting event, taking it in. I mean, we've got a lot of great content planned. So yeah, Calgary is going to be awesome. So if you're a listener from Calgary, uh, or you know, want to meet up, have a drink, you know, you know, hang out with the guys. I mean, we're going to be around. So uh, so make sure you hit us up on social media. We're excited about it. Yeah, for sure. Also, I should mention like that first few hours, I'm an absolute write off after the flight. My yeah. ears, man, yeah, yeah. are completely. I can't. I simply can't hear anything for like. A few hours. I'm probably gonna need it's to go to like an all you can brutal. eat. Yeah, an all you can yeah. eat something chewy. Yeah. <laughs> something real chewy. That's right. That's we might right. have to get to the uh what was it we were looking on on the maps there? Well, some sushi. We're not getting sushi. No, we've we'll come to the conclusion. We've come to the conclusion, 
Nate and I, that the sushi we have here in rural Nova Scotia is the best sushi on the planet and yeah. that nobody else can uh, replicate it. Yeah, it's the best. And I don't care what anybody says about it. It's unbelievable. We're not plugging them because they're they're way they're they're actually brutal in the grand scheme of things. Like yeah, the yeah. waitresses and stuff. It's just absolutely like you get a jug of water, you may as well. Anyway, I'm not going to go too into depth on it, but you, you get one glass of water the whole meal, but the sushi's just so damn delicious. Yeah, we try to you know test the pH levels of the water and the paper melted, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a tough scene out there. No, it's really good sushi, but, uh, but Nate, I think uh, without further ado, we're going to bring on Olympian, Border Cross Team Canada member, Liam Moffat, and we'd love to welcome on the show, Olympian. How does that sound? Liam Moffat, he's back in British yeah. Columbia from a couple of weeks in Beijing, China. Liam, what's up, man? I think you're the first one that's called me that other than my mom and dad. So <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's crazy. I'm uh, super happy to uh, be home. It's been a really long, long trip. I think, uh, but just because of COVID, we just tried to stay as safe as possible. So the, the less travel, the better. So I've been just kind of on the road, living out of the bag for the past couple months, really. So uh, yeah, I mean, just time to rest and have some fun with my friends and kind of get back to normal. Absolutely, man. So fresh off your first Olympics, you came 19th in the men's snowboard cross and ninth in the mixed uh, snowboard cross event. Liam, how you feeling about how you did, you know, uh, you know, looking back, are you proud of how you did? Do you think, you know, you could have made some improvements or you're like, that's, that's where I stand. Um, it's, 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 uh, it's interesting because the, the results on paper don't really, uh put to justice how I personally felt that day and especially on the mixed team day um I kind of got put into some positions that didn't allow me to make the the moves and the passes that I wanted to and that's completely fine because that's the sport that I signed up for and I, and I love it um I rode really good with a lot of confidence in the individual day I qualified really well top 16 qualified 13th so I mean, that means that I'm right in the mix and anything can happen, obviously. So for me to be in that realm and feeling the way that I'm feeling, I was I was expecting myself to get through some rounds and do something, have myself kind of a day out there. And unfortunately, that didn't happen. But I I uh, I went to sleep with no regrets that night and woke up the next day getting ready for team event. And uh, I showed up on that team event with a with a lot of momentum and rode really good. Uh, it was one of the best runs I've had there all week. And uh, I was kind of like, I found another gear that day, but unfortunately my teammate was kind of having an off day. She, uh, she's an absolute amazing snowboarder and she was just uh, a little tired from individual day. She got a top six that day. So, I mean, the riding was there and I feel like any other day me and her could have taken it all the way to the end. Um, but it was an absolute blast to race with her. And I was, uh, I was stoked to just be able to have the opportunity. Oh man, <clears throat> Liam, man. I mean, we can't say how, how, you know, how proud we are. I mean, to be top 20, you know, snowboard across individual in the world and then, you know, top 10 in the mixed event. I mean, that's just what, you know, what an incredible, uh, you know, feat that is. And, and, uh, you know, I got a feeling that you'll be back in the mix there, but, uh, but listen, tell the listeners, I mean, what's it like, you know, you get to Beijing, China and you're looking at the track and is it sort of like a golf course where it's like, there's going to be different corks, different uh, things to each, each track, or is it a standardized, you know, snowboard cross track or did things like, is there things that you try to, you try to get used to before, uh, before competition? Yeah, every course is different. Every course has its own um, things that you have to use to your advantage based on how you ride, your body size, everything. It's all, that's the cool thing about border crosses. No shape or size is an advantage. No, uh, no ability makes you better or worse because some guy's always going to be better at something. Um, it's really cool. Uh, thankfully, that wasn't my first time seeing the Olympic course. I was there in November for the Olympic test event. So we were already in China. We knew exactly what to expect and they kept it pretty much the same other than making everything bigger and cleaner and putting the Olympic rings everywhere they could find them. So, <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it's still, you're still at the Olympics. It was still crazy. And, and uh, being on that course was something else, but it was nice to know what to expect and feel comfortable right out of, the the gate on run one come training day so i was 
I was thoroughly surprised by the work that they did. The course was running awesome. It was, uh, it was really long. It was, uh, and I think that's one of the things and take back to every course is different. That course was really long. Features weren't that big, like no big, big jumps or anything in comparison to some of the other courses we ride, but man, at 2000 meters of elevation and a minute, 20 second long course, you're just, you, you feel dead at the bottom. I betcha. What, what's something you use to get absolutely amped up before the, uh, before the races? Like, do you get the tunes going? Do you get the AirPods in and just absolutely buzz it? Yeah, I think like on the individual day, it's kind of different because, you know, um, you, you want to do your, your own thing. I listen to a lot of music, listen to a lot of like hip hop and stuff on the way to the hill. Uh, I got the earphones, the, the Bose headphones on. I look like a goon out there, but it's just that around in my zone. Uh, but it was funny, like on the mixed team race day, it's, it's a little different vibe. Like you kind of want to work together. You know, you have a partner with you and like me and Tess have been really good friends for a very long time. And Elliot and Marietta were in the, in the room too, warming up. And I was like, we just turned on the Bose speaker and, and started going at it. This thing was like blasting music in our little wax room. And like all the teams were like walking by our wax room and we're just like, like jamming the music and and it was hilarious like i've never felt so amped up to go snowboarding and it didn't feel like the olympics because like i've I've never done that before like freaking dancing around in the wax room but i was like i left that room with my gear on i'm like i looked at elliot i was like i am so ready right now (laughs) and he's like he's just like yelling he's like wow i love it and all the teams were like all the teams were like they look scared of us Liam, so you see sometimes in some of the events um, that they've got the earphones in during the race and during their runs. Are you earphones in or earphones out type of guy? Once once the helmet goes on, the earphones are out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I uh, I know a lot of guys that like the earphones on the top of it. I don't know. I don't think any of them listen to music when the run's going. I know a couple of my buddies that, that like to listen to music on the top of the hill to keep them in the zone. But I like once i got a lot of things to think about and if i got music yeah. in the in the background i feel like i'll probably be a space cadet so it's yeah, like there's sure. a time and a place i think is the best way to put it do you have a go-to tune that gets you amped up or do you just kind of mix it up each time um yeah i definitely have a go-to tune um this definitely uh 42 doug for the gang and uh rick ross the devil is a lie okay <laughs> go <laughs> I love it. Those are two bangers. (laughs) Listen, Liam, there's a little bit of nervous energy surrounding the Olympics, a little bit of skepticism just due to the force, the the foreign policymakers. I apologize. And, you know, the quarantine rules and how'd you find everything? You know, how'd you find, you know, was there any culture shock moments just the day, you know, day in the life in Beijing, you know, how'd you find life over there? Yeah. I mean, you know what, like they, they did a really good job of, of, putting us in our own little world and I think that's like the the main thing is just trying to make the athletes as comfortable as possible I mean it was it was it felt so normal and that was my first game so I didn't really have anything to compare it to obviously other people who have been to a couple were like oh like whatever it's a little weird but we're still out here and that's kind of the vibe that everyone carried I don't think it was like anything too out of the norm um I was comfortable the only funny thing is everyone's wearing hazmat suits but that's the that's that's the protocol in china and you know what like it's not that big of a deal the the, all the volunteers and everyone that was working there were just so nice so happy to see us and and work for us like do anything so i mean like other than getting a covid test every morning before my morning coffee like everything felt pretty normal cool for sure i see you're rocking the lulu stuff still got that going how how is that stuff and do you have any discount codes for the di boys you know what i i came in with a lot of skepticism i'm not like a much of a a lulu guy (laughs) i still wear my carhartt t-shirts double xl from like six years ago but like i'll look our guy cody white yeah (laughs) it's amazing stuff you know like all the all the hype is totally real. Like we were walking around the village and it was like, we, we were hot shit out there. It was so funny. Everyone wanted to like trade stuff with us at the end of the end of the time. I was like, no, I'm not trading 
Yeah. yeah I don't want a Sorexen sweater. I don't want your Fila jacket. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, like we were, I got so much cool stuff. And I think the coolest thing about Lulu is they, they get it. They, they're a fashion, like athletic brand. They're, it's not logoed and like crazy, like big Canada on the side. Like I got a pair of pants that I can wear every single day for the rest of, until they're stained and yeah, yeah. ruined. So it's like, it's, it's pretty cool. I felt like we, uh, we lucked out pretty hard sure what were kind of some of your first thoughts when you you know you got off the plane in beijing like what was the what was the vibe like just walking off the tarmac well you know what in november when i got there they were still working through some of the kinks of covid and stuff and uh it was pretty uh dreadful with <laughs> the amount of time waiting to get things done covid tests you have to get a covid test when you land and you actually got to wait until the results are back before you can leave the terminal they like almost quarantine you in the terminal and when we went in November, we sat on, we sat in the terminal for five hours, oh. just waiting for COVID tests. And uh, this time they were, they were great. I think we sat there for maybe two hours from the time we got out of the plane to when we boarded the bus with our bag. So, I mean, everything was just all about COVID, keeping everyone safe. And obviously some people are a little less lenient and understanding than other people but i just tried to go in and just be like whatever happens is that i was just like obviously there's a reason for it and i just kind of pushed it aside were you slightly worried about it at the start like getting covid while you were there because isn't the quarantine what three weeks after i wasn't i was worried about getting it before i left that right. was the biggest thing i wasn't worried once i got there because i just was so trusting that everybody was healthy when they showed up it was just the whole like we were in Europe before and the stress of like still trying to live a day-to-day life as an athlete and do your thing, but like not catch COVID trying to go, like we're trying to go to the Olympics here. If I get it or if someone on my team gets it, it we're all screwed. The whole team's not going basically. So it was a lot of pressure to like, but at the same time, like it's, it's COVID if you, you can get it. And it was like, almost like you had to be like, yeah, I'm going to be as safe as possible. But if I get it, I can't be hard on myself because it's yeah, it happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, listen, Liam. So I want to hear about just kind of the venues and and the the accommodations, the the the, the cafeterias or the restaurants that you go to. You know, what is the atmosphere like, and what are the venues like? Is it is it quite you know is it a world class event, and and did they do it right? Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I feel like everything was built like two or three months before we showed up. Everything was brand new. It was crazy. Um, my, my accommodation was awesome. I had my own, my own room, own bathroom, uh, king or a double bed to myself. Like it was pretty, pretty pimping compared to past years that I've heard of. Like everyone was super spoiled in that sense. And then the, the dining was like pretty smooth. I mean, you didn't ever touch the food. There were servers that kind of stood behind a buffet and you just walked over and you're like, yeah, I'd like some of that, some of that. And portions were kind of funny sometimes, but like you'd walk <laughs> over and ask for some rice and she'd give you like a freaking pound of rice. And you're like, I just <laughs> wanted like a handful. Yeah, scoop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's like, you kind of understand culture and and the difference in what i mean they have no clue what we want to eat you know right well six foot it was so funny animals in canada walking up yeah yeah, that too like i am a specimen out there (laughs) it's an absolute beast like a six foot five two two twenty and like ginger pale kid and they just look up at me and they're like You want rice? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why like she, ha- she put a pound on the plate, scared, Liam. I scared some of them. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, the size difference is crazy. <laughs> but no, the funniest thing is there was a KFC and a Pizza Hut in the meal hall. They built a, like a legit, like tiny operational fast food restaurant. And um, I, you know what? The first night I showed up, I dived into the KFC spicy chicken sandwich. <laughs> just and I was like, it, eh? <laughs> dude, I was like, that is unreal. And I was like, I can't have that every night because I will just be feeling like a piece of dog. But um, I, uh, it was so funny because you're like going to the meal hall every night for dinner and you just see these like beautiful, like 
athletes just like built just mao and kfc and you're like yes this tiny little like like figure skate or whatever they're, they're doing and just like just have like a full pizza hut just going at it i'm like these we're all the same <laughs> that's awesome so i kind of want to get into the age-old question it is the uh olympic village we want to know it the followers want to know it is it just an absolute tinder machine in there or what you know what like because of covid it was so tame i uh I'm kind of, I stayed off the social media a lot, like during the, the two weeks, try to put the phone down as much as possible. Cause it's just like crazy how much support you're getting and like trying to answer everyone. It's, it's, it's a lot. So I was recommended to just like try and put the phone down. And so I didn't dive into the phone too much, but I tell you this, when you're at the meal hall, it is like a sport. Like your neck is sore by the time you leave. You're just like, <laughs> oh my God, it's, uh, it's really funny. I mean, people, like, yeah, athletes are beautiful. <laughs> I got booted right when it was getting good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened, but a little technical no, difficulties. What was the last thing? It was athletes are beautiful. There's some absolute <laughs> smoke wagons yeah, to that uh, extent. What's, who's, who's the best looking country, Liam? Gotta be uh, yeah, I was going to say Swedes, Norwegians. I've okay. been up to that area before. I was up to, uh, I think I told you this actually, but I was up to Sweden last year for World Champs and we, we chatted last time about it. I remember the boys, we all got off the plane in Sweden and the boys turned on their phones and started swiping on Tinder as we were walking to baggage claim. And I swear their jaws were just dragging across the floors. They were going across <laughs> the terminal. Yeah. I was like, I was looking over. I was like, oh my God. Everyone's day to day with a thumb injury. Yeah. <laughs> four to six yeah oh i love it no that's that's awesome man i mean we're extremely you know happy listen was there any crazy stories that you heard Liam, while you were there why you're you know mixing it up with the other athletes anything that stood out anything uh crazy happening athletes coaches it was pretty tame you know people were trying to do their own thing stay you know covid free and just dial in on their events yeah, I think like this year, especially because of everything going on, it was a little bit like more tame and everyone had their guard up. So like, no, I don't really have any fun stories. I was trying to get the gospel on everything. But the one the one big thing, and this is like pretty public and snowboarding and stuff, but the whole snowboard judges um, had a had a big issue this, this year. And it was interesting to be a part of it because for me, it's like, I mean, I'm just a, like a lover of snowboarding, right? Like I follow it all. I know, I know a lot of the guys. So for me, it was interesting to be kind of from the outside because I just watched the stream the same guys as they did. And, you know, I was like, I watched Max's run live from the bottom and then left once it was over. And I was like, from, from live perspective, I was like, oh, that was insane. We just got two podiums as Canadians. And like, you're just frothing. And then I got home and I saw the live replay on slow motion. I was like, oh my God, like I missed that. Like that was crazy. He didn't basically what happened is he didn't grab his board on a, his first triple cork on the first jump, which is like a big no, no. And still so word. you got to grab the board or else it's basically uh, like you didn't do the trick. And uh, Mark and the, the Chinese kid who got second, Sue, they both had some really stellar runs. Every jump was clean. And so it's kind of unfortunate because you know what, like Max, that's not his fault. He did the best he could. He laid down a run. Yeah, he missed the grab, but it's not like he can like revoke the score. It's like, no, I don't want the 94. Don't give me the gold medal. He did yeah. he did the right thing and and snowboard the snowboard community tore him a new one for it. So it's kind of unfortunate in that aspect, but like I I don't know. And then uh so that that dust kind of settled and then I watched the men's half pipe and uh uh the J japanese kid that uh, guy was insane he was like what is he like five foot eight and the air he was getting liam and he so he he, he uh second run he lands his run with a triple cork in it just an un insane run the the most crazy half pipe run i've ever seen and they didn't give him first place and everyone was like like they were just rattled like that was the best run i've ever seen in snowboarding in half pipe and he's he's not in first and so the kid, like, 
like an absolute stud that he is goes back up to the top and does the exact same run bigger and better and just yeah. stands there at the bottom is like what now and they <laughs> gave him first it was so sick like everyone was just like he landed that last that last double on the last hit and, and everyone was just like just losing it that was some it was never been done and he did it twice <laughs> that was some insane theater i mean those guys are lunatics i mean if you miss on you know on one of those tricks Liam, like i think there'd be some paralyzing or potentially fatal injuries you know like those guys are are just so tough like the the way they learn those tricks are trial and error you know and like yeah. the crashes that they go through half pipe crashes are so crazy wow. because like it's not like it's not like a jump where you got to transition to catch yourself a little bit or like border cross where you're, you're going fast, but it's usually like on flat. Like these guys go up and, and are basically just like inches away from like their transition or a flat deck. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, and it's basically like, if you put it into comparison, it would be like, there's a, tr there's a, there's a cushion and then there's like a, a flat, like concrete side and they're jumping from two stories up be jumping off the diving board hitting the, hitting the uh, side of the pool or like you know the the deck of yeah the pool. like it's crazy yeah. so i i mean that's my favorite event to watch those guys are crazy it's it's just the the like era of snowboarding i mean half pipe is, was the first olympic event in snowboarding and it's just so cool so listen, Liam, are you going to gear up, going to go after? Are we thinking we're going to see you in, in another four years? Is that still the top of the goals list? Yeah, 100%. I got a list of goals that I want to uh, do in the next four years that I think I got a really good shot at doing. And, um, I mean, it was kind of always the plan to go to two Olympics, and this lines up perfectly for me. Cool. Um, I was lucky enough to get a spot this year um on this team i i worked my my ass off to be able to get that spot and i put myself in a really good position and the federation canada i mean we 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 put a show on out there and everyone was stoked and and kind of canada's funding is based on the like canada sport funding is based on these big tier events world champs and the olympics and stuff and i mean Marietta and Elliot, they, they, they both podium twice. I mean, it's just like, it, it put a, it put our, our name at the top of the list for, for the next four years. And we're just fired up about it. It's, it's going to be a really, really good couple years, but building ourselves up, building the program and, and uh, trying to just be the best country out there. Well, listen, Liam, so I am going to lock in one thing. So we're coming out to Whistler this summer and we've got a golf match at big sky. And I think for all of the fans who watch golf are going to be excited to watch Nate play number three. hundred percent. Can I get a little backdrop on three here? Three is number what four. Is, number okay, four. Number four. Sorry. Number four. What is it? 600 yards. Liam no, say no more. Right, might, it, as well play, might as well play it from the tip. So let's yeah. call it like six, six, 10 or whatever. So six, 10 with three ravines in the middle of it. Four. Oh. At, Four ravines. <laughs> There's one thing I struggle with. It's ravines. So uh, if I play it from like, if I, we usually play it from the blues. So it's playing like 540 or something. I can't hit driver. I got to hit iron off the tee. And then you got to make that like smart decision. Do I try and cross two ravines or do I try and cross one? But at insane. the end of the day, you're either going to pull hook it into the second ravine or <laughs> chunk it into the first ravine or blade it into the first ravine. Like I've watched like scratch golfers completely lose their swing on that second shot oh it's insane i don't know what it is because you're it's a target it's like a it's like a 50 yard 50 to 30 yard landing spot between two ravines jeez yeah, and crazy. and there's four of them <laughs> and then you get there and you got a let's call it a 90 yard wedge shot on a on a caved in like yeah, green, that just, green like, complex funnels to funnels <laughs> to bunkers on the right side and then creek ravine on the left and front side and then long is dead so you're just like all right i just gotta i guess i gotta put in the hole <laughs> and, and what's so incredible big sky is like for us east coasters who, who don't spend much time out there you're in awe you're at the bottom oh, of yeah. a massive mountain you're like this is the most incredible golf course i've ever been at oh wait and this is going to be the most difficult golf hole i've ever played in my life <laughs> fourth of the day i took my dad out there the first i think it was the first year or the second year I, I moved out to Worcester. i took my dad out there and i was like listen man like 
I hope you have fun because you're going to get absolutely eaten up out here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he had an absolute blast. I think I gave him 20, 20 shots on the day. <laughs> and he had me, you know what? He had me three up through the front nine with 20 shots. And I was like, oh, man, he might get me on this. And then I absolutely skinned him on the back nine. It's not like 38 or something. I had him like three, three up through 10. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, it was good. Yeah. It's a lot of fun there. I can't wait to start playing golf again. I think that makes three of us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, Leah, man, we can't thank you enough for coming on, making some time for the daily intermission, man. We're so proud to call you a friend of the show and, and listen, man, you're an Olympian. Congratulations. And you know, that's uh, that's a title that no one can ever take away and will be, thank you boys, you know, globally recognized, man. You're the man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Well, we appreciate Liam coming on, Nate, and we'll continue quarter one in the Olympic scene. We've got a 15-year-old Russian skater. She's tested positive for a banned substance, but she's able to compete. A lot of controversial takes surrounding this 15-year-old girl who tested positive for a banned substance. It's insane. Well, first off, to break things down here, I mean, we got... This is so Russia. Yes. It's not even funny. I mean, this is a country that can't even really use their name in the Olympics. Like they're still ROC for well, whatever happened. The fact, the fact of the matter that the Olympics, they cheated. How are they in? How are they allowed, are they to allowed in, in the on just a different name? They, like it doesn't make any sense. They hosted the Olympics and had a trap door in the urine testing room and were swapping the urine. We're caught. And their only punishment was they had to be called the ROC. It's honestly, it's, it's inconceivable to be honest. Like how some of the is, stuff you come up with like a trap door, like what is it? David Blaine and the boys over there <laughs> trying to get stuff together. Like, dude, just, just go compete. Like if you're going to this, imagine the guy who caught him. He must've walked in and be like, are you guys again? Yeah, like well, that, a trap door? <laughs> that guy's actually in witness protection. In, no, in, in no a country doubt. we cannot name. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, but there is that documentary. Uh, what is it? Icarus on, uh, on Netflix. Yeah. And, uh, and that guy is in witness protection. I think in the United States because he, oh, yeah. he, he was the guy who like broke it down. And, yeah. And yeah. Kind of like, this is, this is, this is the operation they were pulling off in Sochi. But I think like, oh, I mean, they've been for Olympics, for, you know, they've been absolutely sticking needles in their butts for a long, long, time and and the fact that they're in the olympics i mean we're not going to get into it we don't want to have any controversial takes but it's a bit of a joke yeah yeah it is a joke i mean anybody else is like i remember what was it in the 2014 sochi olympics nick backstrom got he, he wasn't able to play in the gold medal game because he he used claritin and there was something in the claritin so they kept him out of the game and then meanwhile you got the roc just absolutely you know doing whatever they want trap doors and all and they just get to run it <laughs> like what is going on? I don't get I don't get the uh the International Olympic Committee, the IOC. I mean, how, how are is you that fifteen a, and doping? How by the way, also. Yeah, and, and did you hear the excuse? It was it was something that like it, her her medication was contaminated by her grandfather's. That was the excuse what? they used. Yeah. How does that work? <sighs> how? A lot of people are asking that question, Nate. But the IOC is not because she's still competing. Um, and, uh, and yeah, another Russian doping scandal. We're not going to get too much into it. It's it sucks because, you know, it's a 15-year-old girl. And, I mean, who knows? I mean, I don't think she's making these decisions on her own. No, um, there's so. no shot. She was like, you know what? I would love yeah. to dope yeah. at age 15. Like, there's no shot. No. So. Anyway, it's almost too bad, honestly, when you think about it like that. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. Um, but, uh, but, eight, the Canadian women our gold medalists, man. It's kind of the, it was the, you know, the featured moment of the Olympics for me anyway. Yeah. Uh, Canada, U.S. We knew it was coming, the women's uh, Olympic final. And and, uh, and Marie-Philippe Poulin, the best woman on the planet, scores two goals. They get up to a 3-0 lead. Uh, U.S. scores late to make it 3-2, but uh, but they win. They to bring gold home. Man, Marie-Philippe Poulin has got to start getting her name, like, in some clutch categories. 100%. What was it? uh it wasn't the last Olympics, but it was the world championships. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. when she went bar diesel in overtime, insane goal. Like, and then she's just going to bag two in the Olympic final. Like this woman is clutch, dude. She's the best player on the planet by far. She's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, she really is good for them, man. It's, it's good to see for sure. I mean, we knew we talked about this on every podcast. We could, you could probably go back. We could have talked about it on every single one. We knew it was going to be Canada, USA. Yeah. We'll have a compilation up on YouTube. Actually. Uh <laughs> 
Yeah, it's going to be Canada, USA. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> these guys are geniuses. <laughs> not a certain, not a single yeah. soul would have told you. Yeah. I'll tell you though, for the men's, uh, just to touch on that. Obviously, we got Slovakia. Uh, they upset. Uh, who did they upset? U.S. U.S. And then we have Canada. Shootout, yeah. Canada losing to Sweden. And I hammered that game. I hammered Canada. Canada. They were plus yeah. odds. But, uh, Which but is, what a call by the books! I know. Like that's outrageous. I'm on Slovakia hard. Uh-huh. Let's get them to win. Yeah, yeah, but like you said, Nate, I mean, the men's, uh, I mean, we look at the women's, they're in the finals, they both medal, and the men's both out in the quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just the men's game right oh. now, you know, Canada not losing in the quarterfinals, and it just doesn't really have the same weight to it. I mean, I haven't tuned in to a game. I Actually, I did. That's a lie. I did watch a period, I think. But it, it just, it's just not the same. It's not the same. I mean... You got the goaltender. I forget his name right now, but I mean, it's. It wasn't Devin Levi. Uh, he was on the team, but he wasn't playing. Yeah. But top to bottom, it's just. Oh, was it Eddie Pascali? Ah. Because that's two of them, unless okay. it's the third goalie. It's the third guy that was no playing. No shoot, eh? Yeah. Well, yep. shove a stick. Yeah. Um, it's <laughs> Whoa. okay. Well, um, well, that's a shame. But anyway, what were you going to say about that goalie? Uh, well, it's just like they're just all no names, and it's just it sucks. <laughs> These it, guys sitting here listening, like you know, I do love myself a good daily intermission, yeah, but yeah. no name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I saw Ray Ferraro's son Landon. I mean, he got his right. only game he played was uh, was this weekend. So anyway, uh, in the quarterfinal game, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, it was headlined by but the women's winning goal. We're, yep. we're extremely proud for sure. And uh, I saw Norway's leading the way with twenty. Eight medals, Nate. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if anybody yeah, can uh, make awesome. a little comeback effort I mean, there. It's going to be tough, for sure. Um, Norwegians dialed this in. Is, this is something I want to bring up that's not really sportsy. The other day, I asked my Google Home, I was like, "Who's leading the medal count?" And they were like, "Yeah, Norway has like nine golds or whatever." What are three uh, pieces of technology that you would take back to like 1850 just to be like, "Look at this." Three pieces of technology. So, like, you know how like you ask a Google Home a question. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you have to bring cell phone. Yeah. Show them that. Cause you got all kinds of stuff on there. Like does, is the internet like its own? Yeah. I mean, theoretically, yeah. The internet would count. Internet um, phone. Like Bluetooth too. It's like, and maybe like a, look th- at this. a 3d printer. Oh my goodness. A three, you'd be burned at the stake. <laughs> you can't, there's no shot. You could take that back. Burned at the stake. <laughs> They'd be like, what? They'd be like, what is this machine? Yeah. First off. But anyway, that was just something funny I was thinking about. Yeah. That's a little out of pocket, but it's a great question. Random. Um, Could have best, probably better save for a segment. Yeah, it is for sure. Um, That's burned. Bit of a playbook almost. Big playbook. uh, But, uh, but that'll conclude quarter one of uh, of episode 17 of season two. We're moving to quarter two, Nate, NBA. And and I think uh, it's a good time to kind of give us Brandon Scoopy, uh, Robinson a shout out, you know, obviously our thoughts uh, with your family and, and, you know, he's having a tough uh, time right now and, and uh, he couldn't find some time to hop on the podcast. I know he's got, uh, you know, some family things that he's got to uh, take care of and, and uh, you know, and and his time is, is more valuable elsewhere. So we'll have Scoopy on soon. Um, but, uh, yeah. but, but, uh, but yeah, Scoopy, we're thinking about you, man. Um, Nate, Tyreek Evans, Tyreek Evans is a guy who hasn't played in the league. He's uh, just been reinstated, but he, he's a stud, man. He, he was like a 25 and five guy. Um, and, uh, I was thinking, okay, so he's entered the league, you know, what teams could use, a you know, uh, a forward, you know, moving forward, you know, it'd be interesting to see, you know, do, uh, do the Nets take a stab? Like this is a guy who can, can put up points. He's, yeah. he's a walking bucket, you know, at times, I mean, who knows what type of shape he's in. But. Well, I think it, it, I think it's best noted too. Like when you get to those teams, like the Nets and stuff, it's always good to have that depth for sure. Like when you're an absolute power wagon, I mean, yeah. the Nets are absolutely battling right now. What are they like two and eight in their last 10? Yeah. They're doing sure. horrible. Lost 11 in a row. Exactly. Point. So, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it's never a bad scene. I mean, my wizards could use just about anybody for sure. Yeah. So. It's, what's going on with the wizards? Oh, they've been in no man's land. It feels like for yeah, man. They're almost like the Arizona Coyotes of uh, basketball. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. just every year, dude. Like forty one and forty one, for sure. It's tough. Um, but uh, he'll definitely be a solid pickup, Nate. And uh, I guess we're gonna flip over to the NFL quickly. But just because I wanted to give a shout out to Eric Weddle, okay. the guy who was he was not playing. Uh, picked yep. up off the couch. <laughs> yes, that's right. As we said, <laughs> mucking Cheetos mid call. And, and wins the Super Bowl. He yeah. tore his pack in two places in the first quarter and finished the game. No. Dude, during the game, I was I was spotlighting him, and he's playing safety. I think he led the team in tackles in the playoffs. But, dude, he was wincing after every play. I was like, man, you got to get this guy off the field. But, obviously, they were in such struggles for safeties. because Yeah, and you're thinking immediately, you're like, oh, he's just out of shape. 
you yeah. know? Yeah. Well, it's like, little do you know, he's at, not only is he in fairly decent shape, he's battling through a torn pec, which I always thought has got to be one of the most underratedly painful injuries of oh. all time. You couldn't, any arm movement? Oh, oh man. Dude, yeah. It's yeah, absolutely dude, it's brutal. crazy. All right, Nate, but it's all-star break in the NBA, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to ream off some teams here. And kind of let's let's try to predict who we think the final is going to be. I know we do a preseason. Let's do it at the All Star break here. So we kind of got four teams hovering around in the East right now. Yep. Uh, we got the Heat, the Bulls, the Bucks, the 76ers, and the Nets. Okay. And in the West, we got the Suns, Warriors, Jazz. I threw in the Lakers there as well. The Grizzlies yeah. are there. Uh, the Nuggets. I feel like even with the Grizzlies being in like fourth and the and the Lakers like straddling a playoff spot, I I still in a seven game series. Saying, yeah. Exactly. I, I, yeah. Yeah. So I. Yeah, we're on the we're on the same page there. Yeah, um, so East, like, do you have any like uh, like I'm starting to uh, I'm starting to kind of like throw all my chips into the old nets, saying they're gonna go on a run. Yeah, no, I like it. It's kind of interesting because usually I feel like when I look at basketball, like I look back to when it was like the Cavaliers and the Warriors, like three straight years, and you know it was kind of those teams in in one conference. You were like, all right, this is kind of make it, but this year it kind of seems like there is like legit a bit of parity at the top. Yeah, um, I'm kind of. I'm kind of, like I, I get your Nets thing. I'm kind of I, I wouldn't hate the 76ers either. Okay, yeah. Um, I mean, I, these are both teams we haven't seen them play with their ex- team. Ex- exactly. Yeah. This is the thing. Like Harden hasn't even made his debut yet, right? No, He's no. still with the hamstrings. So. That's right. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I I want the Suns in the West. Okay. I really want the Suns. Uh, I want to see the Suns win it. Big big Suns guy. I, I like Phoenix sports teams a lot. I like their jerseys. I just like I, I don't know. I'm just a big Arizona guy. Yeah. So I'm I, I would love to see honestly Suns and Nets would be pretty sick. Okay. Uh, yeah. I like. It. I'm going Warriors Nets. Just that narrative of Warriors, Durant yeah. leaving. Yep. Um, oh, that would be sick. Yeah. Just, that would be sick. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I think so. So it's going to be Warriors Suns from the West, and then the Nets from the East is kind of or Sixers. Somebody who's like high on the Bucks right now is absolutely punching air. Yes, yes, like are. not a lick of respect, and they won it last year. <laughs> no, yeah, right. we apologize to all those fans <laughs> of the Bucks, but uh, we know they're a power. Show house. yourselves. Yeah, <laughs> where are you? There's no Bucks fans. <laughs> Never seen a jersey live. No, neither have I, man. Except the Giannis, you see those every once. But in a similar while. to Golden State, like who liked Golden State before they were half uh, so wagon? Dude, there's so many. Not to call basketball some basketball fans like the biggest bandwagoners on earth, but they have got to be expressively higher than most sports yeah you know the amount of people it's like yeah big warriors guy it's like oh yeah since when yeah yeah, yeah. like what yeah. 1972 when they were like changing the bridge logo like i doubt it yeah my fandom you know i was a big uh, celtics fan and then i was a i was a chicago bulls fan funny enough and then you yeah, know, yeah in these exactly. latter years i was a golden state fan it's like yeah. oh yeah yeah it's yeah. like you could just get a track on someone it's like i loved cleveland and then I liked Miami. <laughs> yeah. And then I got this little hunch, man. I started liking Cleveland again. It's like, all right, buddy, you don't even like a team. You like LeBron James. Yeah, so settle it. 100%. <laughs> all right, Nate, it's All-Star Weekend in the NBA. Uh, I'm actually I, I'm going to apologize to all the listeners because I'm actually not sure which city they're in uh, for the All-Star game. And that's uh, that's a blunder on a pod- sports podcast host. But I think Nate's going to grab it for me I as I go it. on this little rant. So we've got two marquee events that are typically hosted at the NBA All-Star Weekend. It's a three-point competition. It's a dunk contest test uh three-point competition i'm gonna ream off some names here for you so you got freddie van fleet you got desmond bain you got luke kennard or luke kennard i apologize zach levine uh cj mccollum patty mills carl anthony towns and and trey young so i know that was a lot of names is that this is for three point this is for three point okay i'm going trey young okay also also, (laughs) this is in cleveland ohio what a dump Sorry, okay. anyone in Ohio, but like, geez, there's got to be a better spot. So they're but the thing about the NBA All Star Game is that they do it so well. They put on such a show as a three day event that it's like, yeah, it doesn't really matter. I want to go. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be absolutely electric, and I'm sure LeBron's going to be putting on an absolute scene. But yeah, but, I don't uh, know. Give me Trey Young. I mean, Steph's not in it, so I'm going off the board. I'm going Memphis Grizzly Desmond Bain. I've watched a few games of this guy, okay. and he is absolutely damp. Okay, I like it. This guy can shoot the three, man. I like Trey Young a lot too. Yeah, Carl Anthony Towns. I, I was just going to say he's a walking. Bucket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watched a bit of the game last night of the uh, Raptors Timberwolves. I don't know if people talk about Patrick Beverly enough, but that guy is such a rat. He <laughs> at, at the beginning of the game, man, he's like pushing Gary Trent Jr. and they literally thought they were gonna have a fist fight before the tip off. It was insane. <laughs> oh man, I, I missed it, but I would love to see it. Yeah. Anyway, it's uh, good at basketball fights. Are always... And the Raptors have been on a bit of a tear too. They're playing a lot of good basketball. The yeah. Celtics have been an absolute. 
wagon, but uh, but obviously we Raptors think- Raptors getting hot just in time for the entire country of Canada to figure out who they're getting at the trade deadline to win the whole thing. <laughs> that's right. That's or right. It's gonna yeah. be ridiculous. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it looks like Kawhi's coming back. It's like he's not coming back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very true. <laughs> but that dunk contest, Nate. We got Obi Toppin mm. from the New York Knicks, Jalen Green, uh, rookie, uh, Cole Anthony uh, from, and uh, you're gonna have to give me a minute, Toscano Anderson. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm all over Jalen Green. Okay. Yeah. Rook. Yeah, the Rook. Yeah, yeah. I think he's going to come in, try to make a name for himself, and okay. just absolutely do something crazy. But there's a there's a catch. Yeah. He's going to fall. Oh. No. Okay. No, I'm going Jalen Green, though. Okay. And for that narrative, he's a young guy. He's going to want to like build his stock a little bit. He's going to yeah. be going hard in the paint. Okay. Might see some Vince Carter stuff. Okay. You want to talk about bounce? Yeah. You want to talk about bounce? It's, it's Obi Toppin. Okay. This guy is an he could jump out of the gym during this. I think Obi Toppin. I, I'm going to be betting it live. I like Obi Toppin. It's the second year in the league. Um, I remember watching the draft. I think it was two years ago, and he had the flat beak on. His family was crying, and you could tell that he was going to New York City to play for the Knicks. And this guy was going to be a star, but he, he hasn't really panned out to be too much of anything yet. But this dunk contest is going to put his name on the map. I'm excited for the dunk contest. It's an absolute heater. One thing I just wanted to bring up too. Did you see the videos of the guys now? Like they're doing the uh, commitment videos. You seen the guys with the hats? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Did you see that? Like, obviously, you've seen those. But yeah, did yeah. you see one of the ones? I can't remember where he was going, but he's got four hats laid out in front of him. Yeah. And he goes and he puts one on, and it's just like this big spectacle. And he's like, no, 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 no. And like they're all clapping. He puts on all four hats, and then he puts, a, and then he takes one and puts it back, and then puts it back on. He's like, and then he takes it off again, pulls one out of his bag, and puts that one on, and that's the team he's going to go in Florida. You. <laughs> it's like, what is this? Dude, it's the biggest milk I've ever seen. Those commitment videos, man. I honestly don't understand. Like we're talking about high school recruits. It's and crazy. They're nationally televised. I know. Picking a hat, like really, like these guys haven't done a thing yet. How do you know they're anyway? Yeah, but yeah that's they could go and just completely do nothing. And I think that's probably the case a lot of the time. Hundred percent. Yeah. Just like, what's going on anyway? I don't know, man. It's yeah. Weird, that's an absolute time. milk, dude. It's dust. All right, dude. Uh, that'll conclude quarter yeah. two NBA talk. Uh, it's halftime show, and halftime oh. show was brought to you by Manscaped. Yes. <laughs> no, yes. we don't, we are going to be doing a Manscaped read, a live read here very soon. But we forgot was, the products. I was going to say, well, Greg, uh, take it Greg away. Greg just brought it up. I was like, if he's throwing that back to me, I haven't got a clue what I'm saying. So. <laughs> But I am a big product, a fan of the products. I opened the box today. Very yep. impressed. Okay. Great stuff. And I, I did use the nose hair trimmer. Yeah. Thing is absolutely lights. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you folks, get on to manscaped.com right now. Use code TDI. I think you get 20% off and free yep. shipping. Stuff's lights. So we are doing an ad read. There we you are. go, folks. Yeah, I just pulled it out of my rectum. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Guess the nationality. Halftime show. Guess the nationality. Nationality, I apologize. So we're going to give five athletes each. We've got to guess which uh, country they reside from or, or yeah. sorry, we're born. Um, so here, basically, I'm folks, sorry, if you... I, sorry, I just want to... Rectum <laughs> is such a funny word. <laughs> we're just inhaling. Um, basically, I'm just going to do a quick explanation on how this rolls. Um, I think you were kind of halfway through before you reverted back to the rectum chatter. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so anyway, we basically, we give each other a name. Um, uh, did I not just explain this? Yeah, I know, but I was going to add something to oh, it. Oh, okay. I was going to say, so usually what it is is I give Greg fairly reasonable ones, and Greg pulls guys out like Uki Barnrat or whatever his name is. <laughs> Kiradek. <laughs> yeah, Kiradek Aki Barnrat. It's like, well, I don't know. Like, Anyway, um, all right, you want to start? Yeah, sure. Robert McIntyre. Robert McIntyre. Robert McIntyre. So normally, I would think Canada or the United States generally, and I'm not going with that because I'm going to shoot, and I'm going to go with uh Scotland or England? England. <laughs> it was Scotland. Oh, my God. Yeah, PJ Turbo a lefty. That's a beauty. Garbage, dude. That's classic. Pierre Engvall. <sighs> Canada. Sweden. I knew that was going to get you. That's a tough one. I wouldn't have had a clue. Oh. I wouldn't have had a clue. I might have said Czech Republic. The guy's a bobblehead, dude. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, is a, he is a bobblehead. Patty Mills. In the three-point comp. Patty Mills. U.S. Australia. Balls. Bam Adebayo. The United States. Yeah, Newark. Love it. Another dump. Oliver Bjorkstrand. Oh, I know I know this. Uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand is uh, Denmark. Done. <laughs> the show. Uh, Juan Soto. Dominican. Yes, I knew it. This is default, default guess on MLB. I was gonna, I was gonna mention him earlier before when we were getting our guys together because I was gonna say he turned down the, 
the 13 year, like $350 million contract from the from nationals. Oh, yeah. No. So, I mean, he's obviously paling. Oh, no. a damn shame. I can't keep a guy on my squad. Um, but I was going to bring him up and I was like, that'll, then he'll just know. So Lourdes yeah. Guriel jr. Oh man. Jeez. 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 Uh, Cuba. <laughs> Bang. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hot. You're hot. I'm heater so today, hot, dude. dude. I should have had three already. Uh, Yoki Neiman. Chili. Yeah. I, uh, I knew I should have. You literally gave that one to me before. Uh, <laughs> uh, I also studied the PGA leaderboard probably yeah, no, 20 I, times I know. a day. And it's really not that much parody. <laughs> it's a shame I'm pulling that out. Um, Javon Kinlaw. Can I get the sport? Yeah, he's an NFL player. Javon. Oh, okay. Um, Kinlaw. Oh, man. Um, Kinlaw. That doesn't like strike me as any. Nothing like pops into my head. I'm starting to think like Englandy, Trinidad and Tobago. Okay, well, like there's no shot. Robert Lewandowski. Soccer. Netherlands. Uh, Poland. Straight out of Warsaw. Probably the best name for a city of all time. Warsaw. All right. Well, I think you won there. I got three. I got or did I get two? Yeah, yeah I got three. Two. Oh, did I? I got Cuba. Anyway, we'll recap. Who knows? Yeah, we'll have to. Yeah, we'll tie it up. Yeah. We're anyway, one of those just to tie it up. We're heading into quarter three here. We're gonna have yeah. a two-hour podcast tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're heading into quarter three. NHL talking. Sidney Crosby, the Nova Scotian, five mm-hmm. hundredth career goal. Uh, spectacular, man. Yeah. He, uh, obviously, you know what a tremendous career here he's had. Uh, where do you think he ranks all the time? I don't know. I feel like he's got to be top five. Yeah. When you think, you know. Yeah. But but the thing is too, you get that recency bias because there's guys I'm putting in the top. Like I'm putting Gretzky, Lemieux. I'm putting Yager in there 100%. Or. Yeah, like exactly. Then you go Bobby Orr, and then do you go Crosby? Or what about Mr. Hockey? Well, exactly. His name's Mr. Hockey. Yeah, I know. It's it's wild. I don't know. That's, that might be a bit of a milk. I, I, I didn't watch a single game of that guy. I have what? no idea how he Dude, played he play, hockey. He played in the 50s. And Bobby, I have no idea either. I've just seen no. the odd highlight of him flying through the air. Well, that's the that's I'm pretty sure. It's a steel image. Well, it's one. It's, <laughs> we got one behind us. Yeah. Um, there he is. And secondly, I'm I'm fairly certain that's the only highlight they have of Bobby Orr. Either that or him just wheeling behind the net, starting yeah, to go yeah. up the ice. That's the only clips I've ever seen of the guy. And there's people who tell me he's better just than Gretzky. Crossovers, big, yeah, 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 just buzz it. It's yeah. like holy fucks. It's like all right, he's sick, but like, um, yeah, Sid. I mean, yeah, I think it's kind of it's so tough. It's so arbitrary. It's so subjective. It's just, it is. It is. You know, but I, yeah, I think you're right. Anything top ten, top five player of all time. Yeah. You, you, you have to think, and you know, three cops, you know, two time, Olymp- three time Olympic gold medalist, uh, two time, two time, yeah, two he, time. They they didn't put him on the 06 team. That's a joke. Yeah, uh, uh, but uh, but Nate, they were showing all the assist leaders for all of the 500 goals. Some of the names are so uh, funny uh, to read. There was like 170 guys. <laughs> yeah, right yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I got through feeling like who? <laughs> uh, I was surprised. But Sergey Gontra had 40. Yeah, um, he uh, he was only there for. He was there for the cup in 09. Okay. He wasn't there that long. Mario Lemieux, four. He, yeah, I was going to say, because yeah. Mario only played like 30 games oh, to six, that year. It? Yeah, yeah, and then he retired. That Nike white dust bucket he was wearing? Oh, my God. Yeah, and the, and the skates. Man. The guy was an absolute Nike was such a, a dust hockey company. Like, Nike Bauer was sick, and then when he eventually obviously was Bauer. But Nike Bauer was cool, but when it was just Nike, that like Apollo white and orange twig yeah. they had. But those skates Fedorov used to rock. Oh, yeah. Those all whites. It's like, holy, get some T-Blades on those. That'd be double sick. I wore T-Blades. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. I remember kids just, like, have no regard for their... <laughs> Dude, they were just walking down on wood. I'm like, what they, in the... They were the most obnoxious-sounding oh, skates, but... So you didn't have to sharpen them? Was that the... Yeah, you didn't have to sharpen them. And like one of those... uh, uh, What were those... uh, Like those sticks that you could rub on your skates? Like it was like a little Y and like it sharpened them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the hand sharpeners. You could use those, man. It was like the brand new. It was like having a fresh pair. That's crazy. They were obnoxious, man. I don't know why I got them. It was just because I was a spoiled child growing up. uh, That's like the O stick. Yeah. The RBK O stick. It's like the same as as those. And those things were horrid. Those snapped. Those things. Yeah, they did snap. They said they were unbreakable. And two, I don't think there was, it was possible to get like a good curve on those. And they were stiffer than. All they had was Crosby and Datsu curves. I swear to God. So it was like you either had like the hook back with Datsu or you had the flat beak with Crosby. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I mean. Just something, too, to bring up quick. I saw a thing online. It was just, like, one of those things where everyone, you know, for Crosby's 500th goal, and they go into, um, 
they get all the numbers, you know, it's like 8.7, 8.7 million kind of thing. They're like, he scored his, in his 50th game of the year, he scored it. Yeah. And it's just like, it was like Yager's 50th birthday. I'm like, what is the, now you're just pulling stuff out of the woodwork. (laughs) You know, it's like Yager's 50th birthday. It's like, okay. Like he didn't play with Yager. Like it's like, it would have been pretty cool though for Sidney Crosby because he was against Philly. Obviously it was inevitable. He was getting it. Lights Philly. Exactly. And in state rival. Yeah. I mean, you got your, your, your GM now, former GM of that team. A lot of beef there. Mind. Yeah, uh, you know Ronnie Textall, um, but uh, I love that when someone's got their head buried. It's like, hey, Ron Textall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, moving on. So someone say to me, but it's Ron Tugnet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, but moving on here, folks. Yeah. We got Flames. Obviously, they brought in um, uh, Tyler Toffoli. Tyler Toffoli and Milan Lucic picked him up at the airport. They they're on a heater, man. They are. They might be a team to be reckoned with. I mean, obviously Daryl Sutter's an incredible coach, but uh, the the whole. Saddledome was cheering. Tyler, yeah. He scored his first game, too. Yeah. He'll fit, obviously fit in good under Sutter, as we talked about in the last podcast. He For was sure. played under him. Um, I mean, there's an outside chance we come back just the biggest diehard Calgary fans of all time. You know, you get in the saddle dome. We haven't been in a rink in a while. We're like, that, they're sick. Yeah. You know oh, I mean, we're sure. going to be like, oh, there's nobody beating them. I'm going to get such a filth wagon uni. Oh, I'm getting the, I already have it set up. Where I'm are getting, you going to do getting think, the horse one? Do you think we got to go shopping? Like, I don't think the rink is going to be the most ideal place to buy. No, I've already, I've already checked in on them. And okay. one, I mean, to get them there, I mean, there, there'll be a mall somewhere where you can get yeah, some that's flame right. stuff. You know what I mean? It'd be like I guarantee they offer customization too. Oh, that's right. Because we only need. Are you going pumpkin nuts? Double zero? Hundy. Are you? Hundy. <laughs> the, uh. I love that. The other thing is, um, oh, what is it? You can't, um. Like you go to the team store, like what are we gonna buy an authentic jersey with a fight strap? Like we're going on the ice, like we're not, yeah. you know what I mean? No, like exactly. we're not going to the. I league. want it to look good, but like I don't yeah. need to be paying. Well, we can get the fanatic one for like one fifty. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and even then, it's kind of a milk. I might see what DH Gate is saying right now. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I'm gonna have to cut that. Hundred <laughs> percent. Bleep yeah. that. No, no, no. no. Uh, I, 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 can't, I would never buy one of those. But so obviously, no. Tifoli played well um, coming out of Montreal. <clears throat> Do you think there's any other players in Montreal that are like? There's a ton of guys having terrible years yeah. there in Montreal. Do you think there's any guys there that are going to get moved to the line and just kind of you know revive and, <sighs> and revamp and, well, and and look better than they well, are right well, now? There's one that was reported that um, I think it's pending trade call, but it's Arteri Lekkinen. Okay. And Ben Sherrod. I think they're going to the Rangers. Oh. Which is like. Okay. I don't know. Like that's I don't know if that's a great play for the Rangers. See, I've got such a biased take on a lot of Montreal Canadiens. Well, Sherrod's so like, like, I don't know. He's not. I'm not going to say he's like. He's like a gritty, like yeah, undersized he's a, he's lefty. A, like he's he, a five six D. Yeah, like yep. he's not. You know, I think I so. think he can play in the three four. I do. Sure, but yeah. no, I agree. Like he's not amazing. Yeah, I just think of like a team that's going to go for it though. You can't have Ben Sherrod. I'd rather Petrie. Hundred yeah. percent. I don't care if he's struggling. He'd be, he'd be much better. Man, he's struggling because they got a young team. He he lost his captain. He lost his goaltender. I mean, he's probably just like f this. Like these guys yeah. are a bunch of scrubs. One hundred percent. He's taking the ice with these just dust bags night after and night. They're getting pumped. It's, it's like how are you gonna play good? It sucks too for Montreal because I did think they made positive strides. Like when they when they ditched Max Domi for Josh Anderson, I was like, that's a great move. Like for Josh sure. Anderson was putting up like nearly thirty goals in Columbus, and he plays like he's like a. He's just like Tom Wilson, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Not quite as skilled, but like he's he's just that style. And you know, I feel like Montreal's made some good moves. It's just like they all kind of just don't mesh well. Yeah, yeah. Surrogates have trade too. It still blows my mind, but they're they're gonna absolutely scrap that thing down to the bare uh, bare minimum and, and build up things from the ground yeah. up. Um, but uh, but Nate, uh, we're gonna move on quickly here in quarter three. Yeah, uh, I wanted to. to Give Drew Doughty a shout out. A thousand games played, man. It's crazy how how old we're getting and, and how these guys I who know. we recognize and have watched. You know, it's kind of the first time you know that we've watched them. You know, beginning to end, and, like as true yes. hockey fans, yes. and it's like holy shit! Like yeah, a thousand games. Like that took me a little bit by surprise. I was like, whoa. Yeah, Drew well, Doughty. I start thinking about like Ovechkin. I'm like, he's 36, man. It's like yeah. this is gonna be this That's is insane. Cr- I'm gonna probably cry when he retires. Yeah, yeah. Like it's gonna be brutal for sure. No, for sure. Um, but, uh, but Nate, I do want to talk about Washington here for a minute because, sure. uh, we were talking the other night and, and, uh, I, I've been kind of on a low key heater in the, in the betting game. Like I've been a little sharp on my NHL takes, my NBA takes, especially, but I targeted the Washington Capitals the other night. They're playing Washington on the road. I took the reverse puck line, took uh, the Capitals to win by two. It was paying like almost plus 300, but Nate's like, you might want to sprinkle Alexander Ovechkin for a multi-goal game as well. And I looked at him with three eyes because he normally has these takes when Washington's playing a team, any team on the schedule, he'd be like, oh, yeah, I think Oshie would bag one. And, and and actually, more often than not, it's actually a sh- fairly sharp take. Ovechkin bags two. And <laughs> I nearly... Empty netter from, like, the blue line. Yeah, I nearly lost my mind because I tried to parlay the... T- 
one goal in the reverse puck line. Yeah. But I could only get the reverse puck line. But the narratives that you come up with, if anybody needs a Washington Capitals take, you should probably hit Nate up in the DM. Well, I do appreciate that. Um, you know, I just think back to, well, what was it too you said to me? I was like, they're playing Nashville. I was, and you're like, it's in Nashville. I'm like, oh my God, two for Ovi. Yeah. It just, yeah, it's just happened a few times. It's nothing too crazy. But the funniest yeah. one, I think, was when it was, uh, what was it? Florida in Florida. I was like, I was like, you just know. I was like, it's going to be five, four. It's like, it's every single time I wake up in the morning. The game was exactly five, four. I was like, I can't tell you the team, but it's going to be five, four. Oh man. Yeah. It, it is a bit ridiculous. A little scary. It is a little, watch a lot of caps hockey folks. A little sorcerer. I see uh, a yeah. little eerie, a little, uh, little red flaggy. Yeah, it is. Want to uh, talk about the BTK killer quick. But, uh, uh, but Nate, that'll conclude quarter three of uh, yeah. season two, season seven, or episode 17. I'm sorry, I'm losing it a bit. I mean, we've had a bit of a long day here, but we're moving into quarter four, PJ Tour. We've got a lot to talk about here because not a lot to talk about, but there's a massive topic of discussion right now in the golf world, and mm. it's the Saudi Arabian, the Super Golf League. Uh, and, uh, and Kramer Hickok, PJ Tour player, came out this week on the Striping It podcast. I do believe I'm not going to shout out the actual podcast, but, uh, but he came out and he said that there's at least 17 guys who have committed. They've signed NDA yeah. deals. A lot of rumors about Phil Mickelson going. A yep. lot of rumors about uh, Adam yep. Scott came out in the media, said he loves the idea of the schedule. They're, they said that they're wiring hundreds of millions of dollars to these guys the next day after signing the contract. Mm-hmm. What do you think of it all, Nate? Are you going to be a little upset if, if a lot of the PGA Tour players go decide to play in this league? I think it's it's crazy that it's actually kind of coming to fruition. Yeah. You know, when I first heard about it, I'm like, okay. Like, I thought I heard something about it a couple years ago, too. Yeah. Um, maybe that was something different, but I thought it had come up before, and I'm like, that's not going to happen. But when you look at some of these contracts they're offering, what is it for Bryson, $150 million? Some Some uh, were offering two thirty. Some of the rumors, but I don't know. See, I don't know. This is where the, it gets dicey. Yeah. And, and they came you know? out into, they said they're not going to announce anybody until they have 20 guys committed. And apparently, like, as you said, they have 17. So, yeah. um, so there's no one like actually confirmed. Is there, or, or did, I don't think, no, yeah. I don't think anyone's confirmed yet. And, and, uh, and, and a lot of speculation, a lot of rumors surrounding, you know, Bryson came out and said, don't believe, you know, everything is, there's some false rumors going around. And I mean, Phil Mickelson kind of, Ripped the PJ Tour. Charlie Hoffman, who's friends with uh, uh, Phil Mickelson, longtime PJ player, you know he was ripping the PJ Tour last week. It's gonna be interesting, man. Like I'm, that's not, it doesn't interest me. But what's yeah. attractive for the players is, is obviously the money. Yes, it's gonna be I think eleven of the fourteen events. Only fourteen events. Eleven of them played in the in the United States. Yeah. They still have eligibility to play uh, in three majors, three or four majors. So uh, it, it 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 sucks because I hate. It would be it would be the equivalent of a league coming in. I think it was it was the it was the KHL coming in and 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 saying you know we're going to create a league and pay these guys more. And, and well, that that's know. what I was going to bring up. And there's like a few points here. It's just, it's just like okay, one, this it looks sketchy. <laughs> yes, I mean we're <laughs> not going to get one. into Saudi Arabian. No, you know for sure. But I mean it looks <laughs> sketchy. Two. I honestly, even if they got Bryson, I don't see this thing lasting more than like a season. Yeah. I just feel like the wheels are going to fall off. And then another thing is like, I think the only way this would really work out for them is if they take an approach where it's like, maybe they try to uh, attract that fan base. That's not really, doesn't really watch golf or enjoy it for that fact, but maybe they, they turn it into just like, you know, it's like Kyle Berkshire and the boys just absolutely slinging it out there. And they have like, you know, they're drinking while they're playing, you know, yeah. and just make it a completely different thing. Because in that circumstances, you're not going to beat the PGA tour at its own game. There's no shot. It doesn't matter how much money you give to them. They're going to have a better production of the entire thing. Yeah. I don't think they're going to get any like super top tier guys because there's a legacy factor when it goes into the PGA tour. And, yeah. and, uh, and yeah, I mean, it just seems so radical and I don't really know the tactics behind it. I know Greg Norman's kind of behind it. Like, you know, a lot of people are unhappy with the PGA Tour saying the, the players aren't paid well enough. We're yeah. not going to get into all of it, but it, that is some serious but, news and, and it is going to, it sounds like it's going to happen. So that's going to be making headlines. Yeah, I was going to say if anything too, I mean, it, it could be a good thing for some of the players. I mean, if some guys go over there, it may force the PGA to maybe pay some guys more, make the purses a little bigger and then it's more enticing for them to stay. Yeah. I think sure. that's the move, so... Um, Nate, on the PGA Tour this week, though, it's the Genesis Invitational, yeah. uh, hosted by Tiger Woods and his foundation in Los Angeles, California, just outside. It's such a great track, Riviera. Um, who are you on, Nate? Who are you liking this week? Well, uh, the Instagram picks are Smith, who's humming. Yep. Uh, Sung JM, who's the opposite of humming. And my boy, the one and done, Hideki Matsuyama. Um, yeah, I mean, my narrative was just that, you know, he missed the cut last year at this tournament. And I think he's going to be coming back swinging world number 10 and I'm ready to rock with the kid. Yeah. I like it. Nate. Yeah. Like you said, Cam Smith, great pick. He's your guy. He's yeah. I think at minus four, one off one back of the lead. Yeah. I love him. 
Um, my one and done of the week was Baba. Baba finished minus one in the day. He's won this event. You took times. him in the one and done? Yeah. Oh my lord. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, like, if you look at me, like I've I've been five of five, and like I haven't used any. Yeah. Like I'm saving these big guns. Like I'm gonna go on a run there in the fall and like yeah. majors where I'm just reaming off top guns. Yeah. Saving my Morikawa, saving my Dustin Johnson, saving my Spieth, saving my Justin Thomas. Yeah. You know, just He's just burned, banking them. Uh, I burned Spieth, and now I got no Matsuyama. I am saving some big, big wagons though. Oh yeah, I still got some Rombo. Boys. Oh yeah, he ain't coming out. I mean, you got to save some in the back pocket here. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, my uh, yeah my best bets: Xander Shoffley. I think he's minus three. Willie Zalatoris haven't checked in on Bobby minus one, obviously. Uh, but uh, but that'll conclude quarter four, season two, episode seventeen. Nate, you got a fire wagon in dog water? Uh, jeez. Um, fire wagon of the week. I'm 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 going Ovechkin. Yep. Yeah, you know, the guy's just humming along. He's getting closer and closer. He's six goals off, four goals off Yager now Yep. Uh, for third all time. What is he, top five in goals, top five in points, probably the Hart Trophy leader? You have, to, you have to think he's the Hart Trophy winner, leader, yep. especially with how Washington, how derailed they've been injury-wise. So I'm going to go with him for my fire wagon of sure. the week. All right, my fire wagon, Liam Moffat. Fresh off his first Olympics, came to join the DI. Obviously, huge fan of, of everything he's done, and and uh, border crosser, fellow Nova Scotian, uh, friend of the show, and and he's my fire wagon of the week. Uh, dog water. I think we can both, you know, <laughs> we can both agree that it's the 15 year old Russian yeah. <laughs> skater. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to get too far into it, but she's that's just dog water. Yeah, it's it's pretty dog water. Also, dog water is just that you know we kind of broke it down, but ROC. Just dog water. Yeah, just everything going on in Russia right now. Anyway. Uh, that'll conclude things. Dog water of the week, and uh, we don't want any trouble. Putin. Uh, we'll um, see you later on this week. We'll see you Monday, actually, folks. Thanks for tuning yeah. in. We appreciate you.